John Constantine, a Hellblazer podcast. and welcome back before we get into the episode just want to let you know that this is the free version of the podcast and all that means is that we are way behind where i'm at in patreon so if you are loving this podcast and you need more john constantine in your life definitely go check us out at patreon.com slash planes trains and comic books and sign up for the hellblazer tier where you'll get access to the entire hellblazer library that i've recorded so far and also you get access to the exclusive episodes of the planes trains and comic books main podcast so if any of that sounds good to you, definitely go over to patreon.com slash planes, trains, and comic books, all one word, and sign up there. And with that out of the way, let's get into the issue. Today we are reading Hellblazer number 45. And just a little catch up on what's been going on. John Constantine has terminal lung cancer. He is trying everything he can to get out of that. He does not want to die. And over the last couple issues, he's met with some old friends. They couldn't really do anything for him. So finally, he came up with his own plan because he's John Constantine, damn it. So <laughs> he's actually in the middle of his plan right now. The last issue stopped right as he called two of the kings of hell to him separately at different times and uh, made some kind of deal with them. And then he slit his wrists and waited for the first king of hell, who's Lucifer, to come and get him. And the last thing we saw in the last issue was the feet and the body of Lucifer coming down in the very Jesus Christ pose. And Lucifer is very excited to collect his soul because the last time we saw him, John had been able to trick him into drinking holy water. And that was very, very insulting to Lucifer, as you can imagine. So he has been wanting John's soul even more since then. So he's very happy to be here, and that is where we left off. So first things first, with issue 45, we got the cover here. We see there are a bunch of pieces of wood burning in the center of a room, I'm assuming. And the fire is roaring, and in the center of the fire, we see cut in, much like all the rest of the covers have a cut in, of John Constantine's face. And one thing that's cool is his eyes look like they're actually being lit from behind with the fire. So... Uh, even though you can see kind of like a normal eyeball shape, it just looks like flames in the background behind him. And then, of course, he's John Constantine, so he's smoking. And we also see on the cover, this is written by Garth Ennis with pencils by Will Simpson and inking by Tom Sutton. And we start off on the first page exactly pretty much where we left off. John has slit his wrist. He is about to die. And the first has come for him and is still in the Jesus Christ pose as blood drips down his body. And John is kneeling on the floor, and he's watching the blood pool below him from his own wrists, and the narration says, Devil's blood pisses onto the floor across the room, an obscene splatter that eats at the floorboards and forms pools of the blackest night where it lies. I can see my face in the pools, and even though it's distorted to the point of mutilation, I keep my eyes on it. It's got to be better than looking at his. And as we turn the page, we get a full page splash of Lucifer and he's looking exactly like Jesus. We see him from head to toe and it's like Jesus on the cross, I should say. And blood is dripping from his nail holes in his hands and the nail holes that would be in his feet and the feet are crossed over like it was on the cross. 
and he's naked other than like a little piece of cloth that's wrapped around his waist. And then we see he's also got like long hair like they always portray Jesus having. And we see the name of this issue is called The Sting and this is Dangerous Habits Part 5. So after this dramatic entrance, Lucifer finally touches down onto the floor and he's still like holding the pose somewhat, but uh, he looks at John and he smiles and he says, you have but minutes left, Constantine, and they will not be pleasant. Excruciating, I would imagine. And then John looks at him with contempt and says, as bad as a guy full of holy water, huh? The devil does not like that joke. He says, you shall regret saying that. I promise you. And John doesn't care about these threats. He just looks the devil in the eyes and says, yeah, gonna send me to hell? I'm only getting my money's worth, pal. So you can sod off. And Lucifer looks at him and says, every minute of every day, I'll kill you, Constantine over and over and as lucifer says this something's going on in the room the the ambiance is changing a bit but lucifer doesn't notice it yet but john does because this is all part of his plan and he looks at lucifer and he says i don't know mate you might might have to join the the queue notice how it's getting a little dark in here and as john says this lucifer looks around and he says dark and he does start to realize that it is getting dark in here. The, the environment is changing. And this actually breaks his concentration because this form of Jesus Christ that he's taking begins to sprout horns on his forehead. And then Lucifer actually does feel something else's presence. And he knows what it is. And it is the second king of hell that already made a deal with John. We don't know exactly what the deal was yet. But it seems the second is here to claim its prize. And when Lucifer realizes who it is, he turns and he says you trespass and the second who is just an amorphous blob of darkness says trespass indeed right is the accusation wrong the accused mine this one is by right mine and lucifer responds by right by what right what are you doing here and the second replies my question to you that is first of the three by the oldest way mine contract what are you doing here and at the word contract lucifer kind of understands what's going on and he side eyes john and then he yells contract he sold you his soul he's mine by right of insult constantine what have you done and john just smiles back and he says you you ain't seen nothing yet arsehole and at that moment we hear a third voice come in and say what's this and this is the third king of hell, which we didn't actually see last time. In the last issue, John just described how horrifying it was, but he didn't actually describe the shape or anything. But basically, it just looks like some amorphous blob of nightmare fuel uh, that's floating in the air. It definitely looks goopy and moist, which is gross. And then there's lots of little uh, nodules and bumps, like tumors or something on it. And it has some like appendages, but there's no like actual arms or face or head or anything. So Lucifer and the second turn to see who spoke. And of course it is the third king of hell. And he continues, I come for my prize in form of its doom and find interlopers. So we got confirmation right there that the third is actually in the shape of John Constantine's cancer. Like he's making some kind of sick joke as he collects John's soul. And the third continues, Lost brothers, you have no place here. This mortal is mine. And then Lucifer says, 
No, brother. Return below at once. And the third responds, I should return? What hold have you and the second three on me? I am the third of the three, the lord of a billion faces, and I do as I please. Since the last configuration, this has been so. Constantine has sold me his soul. Brothers, you return. And it's at this moment that Lucifer has a look on his face where you can tell he kind of gets it before the others. He fully understands what Constantine did, but it hasn't fully clicked into place with the other two. So the second says, sold you his soul, has he? Not so, brother. In my contract is his soul. So now that Lucifer knows that John has tricked both of them into buying his soul, Lucifer has a different claim on John that he proposes. He says, you are both at fault here. He is mine by right. And the second says to him, by what right? This right of insult you claim? He has dealt you an insult? What has he done? And then we get a great panel of the devil, like not wanting to tell them what happened because it's embarrassing. And he says, that I, it need not concern you. Believe me, however, his soul is mine for, and then John cuts him off and says, hey, shithead, if, if you don't tell him, I will. And then Lucifer looks down on John and says, Constantine, I'm warning you. But John just continues with what he was saying. He says, you see, fellas, it was like this. Your brother and I, we... We were at this piss-up, and when he wasn't looking, I spiked his drink. You should have seen him. The man just, just can't take his booze. I mean, talk about a bad trip. And upon hearing this, the second and the third turn to Lucifer and say, Most interesting is this. Yes, what do you say, brother? And Lucifer, who's very angered by this, begins to lose control once again over his form. And he starts getting like sharp pointy teeth and his eyes look more snake-like. And then more of these horns begin to shoot out of his head in different places. Actually, I guess they're not horns. They look more like branches from a thorned bush. So maybe it's supposed to be the crown of thorns, but now they're just coming out of all of different places on his face. So Lucifer looks at the other two and he says, it matters nothing that he tricked me into drinking the Nazarene's piss, except that it makes him mine a thousand times more than your shit-stained contracts. And it seems Lucifer might have given a little too much away because he actually told them what John tricked him into drinking. And so the second says, Nazarene's piss? Holy water. And then the third says in jest, did he invite you to a church? And did you go willingly, thinking it a shrine to yourself, not yet desecrated? Here, he said, try a glass of this. It only looks like holy water. And then the second and third both burst into laughter. And of course, this pisses off Lucifer. So he turns to Constantine and says, for this, Constantine, your agony will be... And then John cuts him off again, and he says, Oh, shit, as he tries to stand up. And he's able to get to his feet, and he says, Look, before you run out, 
of the metaphors for what you've got planned for me. Your mates have nothing to laugh about. I've done the same to them. And at that, the second and third stop laughing, and they say, what? What's this? With us, you play the fool, Constantine? Perilous such behavior. And John looks right at them and says, I, I don't play the fool with you, pal. I make the fool of you. You greedy bastards didn't stop to think, did, did you? You were so bloody keen to, to get me in the bag. John Constantine, huh? What, what a prize. The adversaries, the lords of, of the world below, masters of, of lies. You were so eager to, to catch me. You got bloody careless. You, you should have, should have checked me out before I signed on the dotted line, lads. I sold my, my soul to both of you pricks. And at this, Lucifer begins to laugh really hard and says, <laughs> Idiots! Thrice damn stupid bastards! Tricked like beginners! And the third gets angry at this and tries to attack Lucifer by striking out at him with a tentacle. And Lucifer grabs the tentacle before it can hit him and he says, Ah, you overstepped the mark, I fear. You wish to fight? You wish to do battle with me? And then he turns to the second, who is a big amorphous blob of darkness, and he says, And you, before you act, think on this. I could become the light in that eternal darkness of yours with little effort. And to this, the second and third say that Lucifer should be careful too, because there's a balance between their powers, and Lucifer cannot overtake both of them together. And as they make that point, John cuts in and says, Which... Which brings us neatly to the next item on the agenda. You should have read the small print, fellas. One of your lot has has a human soul due to him. He has to claim it. It's his duty. And my soul's gonna be due to all three of you in about five minutes. Less if I take my hand off this vein. So you've got to ask yourself a question, lads. Who gets me? And this creates a lot of tension between all three of them because none of them are willing to give up their claim on John's soul. And while they're arguing, John pulls another razor blade out of his pocket and the narration says, the most dangerous moment of the most dangerous game I've ever played. If they fall for this bit, it'll all be plain sailing. They've got to, they will. I'm better than them and that's why I'm beating them. I keep telling myself they're scum and they should thank me for pissing on them. The arrogance keeps me strong. It has to. Nothing else will. Don't disappoint me, fellas. The line's in the water and there's a big, juicy worm on the hook. Come on, you bastards. Bite. And while John's thinking this, they're still arguing. All three of them are constantly trying to figure out how they can get John for themselves, and they do not want to compromise and have any kind of alliance or anything to make this work. So they get to the point where they're basically at a stalemate, and the second actually comes up with the solution. He says... To me, it seems that Constantine's death is the problem, yes? Becoming clear it is that Constantine has done what no other mortal could. He tricked us. But quiet must lie our injured pride. In minutes, perhaps seconds, Constantine dies and his soul must be reclaimed. And claim it we must, and fight we must, and the victorious will be the lord of hosts. So what he's saying there is, 
if Constantine dies, that's the issue, his death, because if he dies, we are bound by contract to take his soul. Like we have to claim it. And if we do that, then we're going to go to war. And if we go to war, God will use that to his advantage to start his own war against hell. And we will all lose to heaven. And Lucifer does not like this idea. He says, no, I will not be party to such action. I will not let him do that to us. We are the three. And then John interrupts by saying, oi, oi lads. By now, I suppose, I suppose you figured out what you'll have to do. Better get on with it. You know you've got to save me, because it's the only thing that'll keep my soul away from you. Tell you what, I'll make it easy for you. And then John takes that extra razor that he just pulled out, and he begins to slice even more down his arm, cutting through more of his veins, making him die even faster. So John's basically given them no time now to make the decision to save him or they're going to have to fight between each other and then they're going to have to fight God, which they know they can't win. So at first Lucifer says, I will not save him. He may rot and the devil take the rest. But the others remind him that there will be war. And at first Lucifer just goes with it and says, then let there be war. But then the third chimes in and says, I do not fear war. But what follows after? To be the slaves of heaven? Have you not forgotten? First of the three. And then Lucifer turns to him and says, I have not forgotten. I will not give Constantine the satisfaction. And then the second says, Satisfaction? What satisfaction will there be for a dead man in a blessed entropy trapped? Unless his slave you wish to be. For not much more than in that role... Will the Redeemer employ us? Perhaps the slaves of Constantine we will be for an eternity. By letting him die, you destroy us, along with all existence, far and near, and for nothing but pride. And this, at last, convinces Lucifer to go along with Constantine's plan of saving John from cancer and from the slitting of his wrists. So all three of them get together in a, like a triangle and they do some kind of magic where they make some sort of sign on the ground with some energy beams. And then that sign turns into a cage that surrounds Constantine and his body begins to float inside of it. And then Lucifer begins to save John. And first he wakes him up. He says, Constantine. And then Constantine wakes up for a second and Lucifer continues, I'm going to heal your wrist and cure your lung cancer, Constantine. Believe me when I say, I am going to make it hurt as much as possible. I hope you'll graciously allow me that small amount of pleasure in this moment of your greatest victory. And then Lucifer proceeds to reach into John's chest, and it's like his hands can kind of go through the skin, but he's just actually grabbing John's ribs, and he rips open John's rib cage. And we see that John is definitely in agony as he does this, and we get some narration from John that says, I cannot scream. I want to scream so much, but I can't. He snaps my ribs one by one and then wrenches my sternum out with a noise like a falling tree. He has to twist it at the end to sever some loose cartilage. Once he's pushed my heart up against my spine to keep it out of the way, he sinks his hands into the black tarry swamps that my lungs have become and incinerates them. He regrows and replaces everything and that hurts 10 times as much for some reason. And almost as an afterthought, he seals up my butchered arm with a finger hotter than a welder's torch. And he doesn't smile once. He does all these things to me, and he doesn't even enjoy himself. 
And as Lucifer's finishing up, the third looks at John and says, Did that hurt, Constantine? Believe it or not, with the blood of the damned not already coursing through your veins, it would have hurt more. And then the second interjects, As it is, not finishes your cure. A little fine-tuning yet, I think. And Lucifer agrees with this. And immediately, John's body bursts into flames, and his old body just practically melts. It's immolated. And then, out of the ashes, begins to rise a new body for John Constantine. And it basically looks the same as his old one. They don't show his butt, so I don't know if he still has the tattoo that Swamp Thing gave him when he possessed his body. But otherwise, he looks pretty much untouched and brand new. So Lucifer goes over to him and says, Painful, John? And John says, yeah, but nowhere near as bad as the knife I've just stuck in your pride, you wanker. And then John gets up and he just puts his clothes on and the narration says, I dress quickly and I don't look at them once. I want out of here right now. But inside me, I'm exhilarated, singing my heart out, soaring all the way up there on cloud friggin' nine. I beat the devil. I beat all three of the bastards and I got them to cure my sodding lung cancer while I was at it. And just as he's about to walk out as he's putting on his coat, Lucifer says, Oh, Constantine, more than anything I have ever wanted, more than I want the Nazarene's heart in an ivory platter, more than I want to bathe in the angel's blood while the Lord of Hosts drowns in Banshee's excrement before me, I want you, John Constantine. I will kill you a thousand billion. And then John interrupts him by saying, No, you won't. You won't even kill me once, old son. In fact, I reckon you'll be doing your own level best to keep me in one piece. Because as soon as I die, the old soul's got to be claimed, right? So the minute I snuff it, you three go to war over me, like it or not, and you all lose. And then John turns away from them and begins to leave again, and the narration says, You can feel the hatred hanging in the air. These bastards want my bollocks roasted on a stick with my scalp as a side salad. I'm the most hated man who ever lived. And then John pulls out a cigarette and he puts it in his mouth and he says, life's going to be a breeze with you three looking out for me. Cheers. And then he lights a cigarette and he begins to smoke. And the narration continues. The thought comes out of nowhere, like a bullet carved from madness. And just for an instant, I consider ignoring it and walking out of here. But then I remember I've got a reputation to maintain. So John stops his walking and turns around and says, oh yeah, one other thing, fellas. Up yours. And then he gives them the finger. And that is the last panel of this. Just a full page spread of John giving the three kings of hell, including Lucifer, the finger. And this is one of my favorite scenes of all Hellblazer right here. And this is definitely one of those iconic moments. This is for sure a tattoo on someone's body. And if not, then I definitely need to get this tattoo on my body. So with that, that is the end of the issue. And if you guys have any comments, questions, or suggestions, you can email me at planes, trains, and comic books, all one word at gmail.com. And we will see you on the next one.